millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport to myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. Good afternoon. If you love your boxing and your MMA, then this is the show for you. Find out extra myself, Adi Lodipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis, where we discuss all the latest from the world of combat sports. Today, we're going to be discussing Rage on the Red Sea, Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua 2, which I'm delighted to say will be live and exclusive on TalkSport, August 20th, not long to go. Myself and Gareth will both be there, along with all of the TalkSport's top talent to bring you wall-to-wall action of the biggest fight of AJ's career so far, it really is. Elsewhere, we'll also be discussing Joseph Parker versus Joe Joyce. The pair of them have finally agreed to fight after months of back and forth and failed negotiations. We are going to hear from Parker about why exactly the fight has taken so long to con- to go through. I'm delighted to say that we'll be speaking to Commonwealth Games gold medalist and arguably the best-named man in boxing, uh, Delicious Ori, the amateur heavyweight, joins fresh after winning gold in Birmingham and will recap the best of the weekend's action. Dalton Smith picking up a win on home soil and Michael Conlon winning on his return to the ring as well. in the closing stages of the round inch perfect punching from Dalton Smith both judges Mark Lyson and Kevin Parker have it 99-88 and judge John Latham scores about 99-89 all in favour of your winner by unanimous decision Michael John Basili, Kevin Morgan, and Waleska Rodan all scored this bout identically 40 to 36. For your winner, by unanimous decision, she's still undefeated, Ramla Ali. For your winner, and now Commonwealth gold medalist, in the blue, the crowd erupts in the Yeah, the crowd did erupt, didn't they? Um, fantastic. 
um, Commonwealth Games. It really was for England. Lishori uh, become one Commonwealth Games gold medalist. We're asking what next. Uh, 25. It's now time, I think, to take that step into uh, the pro ranks. Um, he's been sparring a lot of the pros. He knows them very, very well. And you know what? He could do some damage in the pro ranks as well. Look, let's welcome in the great Gareth A. Davis, who was working on fighting out with Andy Clark on the weekend. Would you able, Gareth, to, to, to watch Dalton Smith's performance over Samo Mason? Obviously, I was there working. Did you watch a bit of it? Yeah, he was very powerful mm. and um, poignant as we spoke last week. He he lets his hands go. Um, he dominated the bout. And as we, I think, predicted, we thought he'd stop it uh, at the midway point. Yeah. He was a little undermatched by Samo Mason. But taking nothing away from Dalton, he went there and did it. And he's got that beautiful Lonsdale belt now. I thought he looked very good. I mean, he, he didn't look in any trouble at all. No. Um, but he was very much the... I don't say the bully in there, but he's very much the the aggressor Agreed. In, in the fight, and he did what he had to do. Yeah, no, you, you are correct. And look, there'll be tougher challenges for him at British level, let alone European and world level. But what it does do, I was, I was thinking about this earlier with Matram Stable, you know, because you've got guys that have maybe come into the end. You look at Lee Wood, 34. Uh, Josh maybe has a couple of years left at, at best, maybe Josh Warrington. You're looking for those next superstars, potentially, Obviously, Conor Ben will, will, will be one. And then you never know, in that Sheffield era, which we know, you know, is a hotbed for boxing. Look how many world champions have come out of the Ingle gym. I feel like there was about five or 6,000 there. Uh, and I feel like he could be the next guy they get behind um, if he maybe, you know, defends that belt outright and then goes to sort of European and Commonwealth levels. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that was the test. That's what this kind of acid test was. Samo Mason, a local man as well. So... Yeah. Very much a local derby in the main event. Johnny Fisher always brings a crowd with him. Yes. Took up some of our crew. From <laughs> yeah. Talk yeah. Who, uh, yeah, they were. I did see them. I saw them there. Yeah, yeah celebrating uh, 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 the fight night uh, producer Ed Huntley's birthday, of course, up there. So the boys went up. Some of the boys and the girls went up. And um, so Johnny Fisher's a, a rousing entity as well. And he'll be having his, no doubt, Romford uh, somewhere in Romford soon, maybe the Leisure Centre or somewhere like that, mm. places where I used to go and cover bouts. But yeah, Dalton carried the event very well. And like you say, you've got the Ingle Gym in Sheffield, um, you know, driven and, and honed and hewn by the great, late, great Brendan Ingle and now by his sons, uh, Dominic and John. And, you know, you look back at Cal Brook and Kid Galahad and Prince Nassim Hamid, Johnny Nelson, you know, all these names from there, you know, Ryan Rhodes, lots mm. of guys who've, Harold Graham, Jeez. lots of guys who, who who go back in the day from that from that particular style that, that Brendan uh, espoused, which was to hit and not be hit, to learn movement. The tram lines are still there mm. um, up and down the gym where he gets the guys to do that before they even start sparring or even doing boxer-size classes. Um, so, you know, the fact that Dalton Smith Grant's father is a brilliant character as well. He's had his own narrative of um, surviving in life. And he's got the Edwards brothers, Sonny and Charlie there. And they're a great little unit there. And they work very hard. They're all very dedicated. Um, and, and I've always seen Dalton as a massive 140-pounder, uh, yeah. 10-stone fighter, light welterweight or super lightweight, as it's now called by the youngsters. I still call it light welterweight, of course. But, you know, the, the, the division that Ricky Hatton campaign so brilliant yeah. in, in, in which we have one of the fights of the year coming up later in the year between 
um, Josh Taylor and Jack Catterall. So uh, that's what you were nodding to, I think, just now for Dalton Smith. Some fantastic fights for him yeah. ahead in that division. Yeah, I mean, some some great names. Sam Maxwell, O'Hara Davis. Like some really good fun matchups as well. So I think it'll be interesting. What was really good as well was to see Kelbrook ringside and Kelbrook yeah. spoke to Dalton Smith immediately after. It felt like that was almost like a, a passing of the torch conversation. Like, you know, yeah. I was the big Sheffield guy. Now it's, it's on you now. You're a young guy. I think he's 24, 25, Dalton Smith. I think it's up to him now to really kind of bring back the big Nikes to Sheffield. And I, and I, I think he will. Uh, we'll talk more about Dalton Smith a bit later. We're 11 days away, 11 days away uh, from Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. All the teams are out there already. Um, look, we've got the rights to it. And I think it's a massive, massive coup as well because... It's going to be a big one, isn't it? I mean, we're all going over there. They're sending the Avengers over there. The A squad has been put together and it's going to be really fun out there as well. Well, let's hope we can uh, produce the same kind of content that those superheroes do. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and, and go above and beyond. Look, uh, we're going to be working hard out there. Yeah. And we will we'll hopefully leave no stone unturned mm. um, in, in covering the event. As you say, it's a huge, huge fight. It's a huge event um, for lots of different reasons and on lots of different levels. You've got um, the controversy of it being in Saudi Arabia, yep. the huge uh, site fee that's been paid a control of the event by the Saudi consortium and involving the government. Um, you know, 92 million pounds put down on the table, both men earning probably around half of that each, um, you know, for, for this fa fantastic fight, really, with so many things to wonder about. Anthony Joshua, he's cut with his old team, he's cut with his, uh, um, with his old broadcasters, even though Sky got the fight back after the, the bidding war between DAZN, who he's now signed to, um, and uh, Sky uh, Box Office, who won the rights, 23.8 million, I believe. I understand that they bid for that in the end. You know, it's a very expensive fee for the fight, but people will watch it, you know. I mean, it's it's there's this, he's a mainstream crossover star, and you mentioned um, Delicious Ori, who sounds actually like a dessert, doesn't he? I mean, God, I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on his parents on the show tonight. Why didn't my parents call me delicious? Um, <laughs> And he's got his own amazing story and he follows in that conveyor belt line. I mean, I know we're talking about Saudi Arabia and Joshua and Usyk, but, you know, look at the conveyor belt of talent that, that Joshua has led to, you know, in the yes. Yes. sequence Commonwealth and Olympic Games from Anthony Joshua almost a decade ago to the day that he won super heavyweight gold and just a couple of days later in terms of uh, a decade later, we get this a new super heavyweight on the scene with an amazing backstory with parallels to Joshua uh, Delicious Ori, who you know grew up in Moscow. He's he's the he's the son of of a, of a, of a, a Moscow a Russian native and a Nigerian. Um, you know, amazing story. Couldn't speak English. Came here at the age of seven from living just outside Moscow. Didn't take up boxing till he was eighteen. You know, he suffered racism. He, he says that when he was growing up as a little boy in mm. Russia, mm. or certainly due to his skin color. And you know, I think he's going to be an amazing story to follow. And this is what happens at these big games. We saw that after Joshua in 2012. We saw Joe Joyce emerge and look where he is now. Look at Fraser Clark in 2020, uh, 2021 in the end, wasn't it? Because the Olympics was delayed. We've got such a rich conveyor belt of these big guys coming through. And it's testament 
to Rob McCracken and the English Institute of Sport and that GB uh, amateur setup. But back to Saudi next week. Cannot wait to be there, Addy. It's going to be an extraordinary week. Um, I feel like we're Raiders of the Lost Ark going over there to try and find <laughs> out if Anthony Joshua can rescue those titles back. You know, the, the, the form book is against him. A lot of people are saying that he's got to do the fight and win the fight early. Um, we don't know what's going to happen yet in that heavyweight bout. Um, and But it's very, very exciting to be involved in it, you know, because there's so much that can go on. You've got mm. Tyson Fury waiting, you know, just in the shadows uh, behind the sides of the curtain from centre stage. Will he step out when the winner is declared? Um, you know, he's talking about a fight with Derek Chisora. How much does that really sell? I'm not sure it does, but... Um, you know, that, that's the fight we want. If he says he's going to keep a, have a treading water fight with Derek Chisora, um, it's a banana skin nonetheless. And, um, you know, let, let's get that big fight on. Let's get that undisputed title fight on after August the 20th. It's, it's resonant for so many reasons. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll talk more about um, Usyk AJ um, in the show. Uh, another heavyweight showdown's been announced. And look, for me, it's as good as it gets in the heavyweight division, this one. Uh, Joseph Parker versus Joe Joyce could be one of the fights of the year. It, it, it could literally be anything. Um, Joseph Parker, I think, looking a lot better under Andy Lee. Joe Joyce, we know, seems seamlessly, you can't dent the man. Um, that's a fantastic showdown. And again, it's one that we've we've got the exclusive rights for on TalkSport. Yeah, well, obviously for those guys as well, the outcome on August the 20th in 11 days' time is is very significant for Joseph Parker and Joe Joyce. And outside... AJ and Usyk, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. This is the biggest fight in, in Agreed. heavyweight. Agreed. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very significant. They're both highly ranked. WBO and WBC titles um, are very much to the fore in this fight because they're one and two and, and two and three. Two and three with the WBC, one and two with the WBO in their ranking status. So the outcome of that fight uh, will have a bearing on um, the outcome of AJ and Usyk and also whether Tyson Fury comes back because they'll be the, the winner of that is the next in line. So it's a very significant fight. It's a very good style matchup. As you say, I had, um, had uh, Joseph Parker live on the show on Saturday night with myself and Andy Clark. Um, we heard from Joe Joyce last week at the press conference as well from the press conference at, at BT Sport that's showing it. Um, very, very big fight. Very, very significant. And, you know, is it is it Parker's work rate that'll win it um, under the astute leadership in the training of uh, Andy Lee? Or will Ishmael Salas come up with the right game plan? Will Joe mm -hmm. Joyce just be Joe Joyce yeah. and try and juggernaut his way through into the second half of that fight? You know, they've both got great chins. Fantastic fight. I'm so pleased it's been announced. Is it a fair statement to say, and we'll talk about it a bit later, we're going to hear from Joseph Parker as well, is it a fair statement to say this is Joe Joyce's hardest opponent as a pro, but not Joseph Parker's? Well, look, Joseph Parker has, uh, has, has been in with Andy Ruiz, he's been with Huey Fury, he's been AJ, in with... AJ, Dillian White, Chisora. AJ, White and Chisora. Mm. It's a great resume, and and, you know, um, as I spoke to Joe on Saturday night, it's like it, it, he's kind of been the forgotten, with due respect, he's been the kind of forgotten man in the heavyweight division for a little while. He does everything very well. Um, and a, but a victory over Joe Joyce, Joe Joyce pro propels Joseph 
back into the mainframe. And he is a fixture in the UK, six, seven fight series head now. So wow, yeah. um, it's a very, very important fight for both men. High risk, high reward. Indeed it is. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to be hearing from Joseph Park after his long-awaited fight with Joe Joyce was confirmed a few days ago. And we'll be joined by Commonwealth Games gold medalist Delicious Ori. But up next, we are going to get stuck into AJ versus Usyk 2, which will be live and exclusive on TalkSport. Many people that have come before me and there's many people that have left before me. Anthony Joshua, having lost a first fight, knows how to go about sorting himself out and winning rematches. And no, it's not just about winning, it's about how you look winning. Joshua can take him out. He can talk the talk, but is he walking the walk? Usyk is another level of boxing intelligence to anyone. So, what's the last thing you do? Boxing. We need to see Anthony Joshua do something markedly different mm. this time round. Otherwise, we're looking at the potential end of his mainstream career. If you know me and a lot of my story, you can know I'm the comeback king. You can put me down, but it's difficult to keep me down because I always keep my spirits high. It always speaks well, AJ, I, but seems to be in a very good position, seems very comfortable. Um, and who knows? I mean, is he just playing possum? I, I, I don't know. All I will say is that I'm really excited for this one. Really can't wait for it. Again, not long to wait. 11 days, that's it. August 20th. Um, we'll find out if AJ does become a free-time heavyweight world champion or is Alexander Usyk just too great? Are we looking at Alexander Usyk as one of the all-time greats? We'll, we'll find out. Um, gut feeling, Gareth, as we build up to this, you know, like a lot of people's opinions change when they start to see behind the scenes footage. Like I saw a three second clip of Usyk in the ring and everyone's like, oh my God, he's massive. Looks really sharp and massive. Gut feeling as we get closer to it, which way are you swaying or swinging? Is it still Usyk to lose or do you think AJ can cause the big upset? Well, I think you have to favour Alexander Usyk because of what he did in the first fight. And, and, he showed his ring generalship and he showed he can handle the big guy. Um, you know, AJ's no easy feat. I mean, and Yusuf did an amazing job last September 25th at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in front of us, Eddie, when we were there that night and proved that, you know, if you don't have the right game plan against him, he's going to befuddle you. And, for, you know, from his southpaw stance, that crabbing movement, finding unusual angles, he's very powerful. Um, um, very, very adept. He, he, boxing is his entire life. Um, he's been doing it since he was a little kid. He's got an amazing corner in, in Lomachenko, in, in, um, in Anatoly Lomachenko, the father of the great Vitaly um, uh, Vasily Lomachenko. Sorry about my, my Eastern European name slip-ups then. But, <laughs> um, but, but no, but he's got, a great, he's got a great opportunity to earn close to £50 million, $50 million, and um, you know, walk away with you know, all the marbles, apart from the WBC title held by Tyson Fury and proved that it wasn't a fluke the first time around. And it wasn't just down to the wrong game plan by Anthony Joshua, who has since revealed his corner didn't tell him he was losing the fight. And also that, you know, that he'd chosen to try and outbox Alexander Usyk. They got it wrong. He's changed his camp lock, stock and barrel ever since. Is that the right thing? He's moved from Sheffield to Loughborough. He's been Sheffield for 12 years at the English Institute of Sport under Rob McCracken, a very formidable 
team there who look after him and analyze him from the lights that he sleeps in in the afternoon to his sweat vapors to his nutrition mm. to to his his hand speed all that he's the most monitored athlete in boxing i can ever remember yeah um he's also one got one of the greatest physiques ever i mean andre ward made some interesting comments that maybe should have stripped some muscle down ahead of this fight but you know he's made enough changes as it is yeah it's all gonna be for Usyk. yeah i do favor Usyk in the fight but anthony joshua is he too wealthy is he too comfortable to know what hunger is anymore um how hungry is he inside? I'm sure he wants to get the belts back. I'm sure the desire is great. What's it really been like with Robert Garcia behind the scenes? Is he following everything that Garcia is telling him to do? Can he relearn things? Can he go backwards? Can he lose the gun shyness that seemed to develop after that fight with Andy Ruiz mm. way back in, in June 2019 on his American So debut? many questions. So many questions. Yeah. And that's what's fascinating about these sequels, about these rematches. And that's why it's a very big fight, because this is a very big fight. But if Joshua can overcome these, these obstacles, if he can surpass the, the, the walls that I've just mentioned, there's an even bigger fight waiting, the biggest fight, the richest fight we've ever seen in Britain with Tyson Fury. So... You know, athletically, financially, psychologically, emotionally, mentally, he's got to be right for this because if he wins this, he's got to fight Fury. Can I, so, can I, can I ask you, to, sorry, Scott, across you go, can I ask you to rank what fights harder for AJ in order, please? So if I say Wilder, Fury, Usyk, what's the hardest fights there? Like in order, one, two, three. Well, right now it's Usyk mm. because he's never fought fury so it's a clean sheet yeah. so it's you mm. pick fury then wilder mm. interesting yeah. purely because purely because he's already fought Usyk and lost to him so, so the, the mental scars are already there yeah, yeah of course they are they're bound to be you know but if he gets momentum early in the fight and he hurts Usyk and Usyk's down and Usyk feels the full force of aj's power that that whole momentum will shift in a second, in a millisecond. That's what's so exciting about our sport. That's the boxing game, isn't it? Yeah, that's the boxing game. It, you do not know what's going to happen uh, in Jeddah, in that stadium, on the night of August the twentieth, and to be there to witness it live, to bring the sights and sounds to our listeners live and direct. It, it, it's a thrill. It's a th I, can't, it, it, I can't describe it. Almost, it's. It's so exciting. You know what it's like. We get we we will end up sitting with hooker pipes, <laughs> fruit hooker pipes, and drinking tea in in Jeddah late in the night discussing this. You know? No, we will. And you know what I like as well. I think. Look, if we're honest, if you ask 100 percent of boxing people, I think 90 percent are saying Usyk, and understandably so. I haven't watched the first fight. If AJ wins. Like AJ's already a superstar, right? We yes. not just not just in boxing, in sports. He's one of those real crossover boxing stars. But if he wins, it's hard for me to say he's superstardom gets any any bigger than it already is. But it does. Oh, he it becomes does. even oh, bigger, doesn't he? He does. It's redemption. Mm. All is forgiven. He's put the book right. Yeah. Um, he's back in the winning column. He's got the chance to fight the Gypsy King. And if he beats the Gypsy King, he becomes the man of the era. He's the man that beat the man that beat the man. 
Mm. Um, and they both beaten the man who was Klitschko, but Fury beat him first. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's, there's so much at stake. You said it on the top of the show that it's the biggest fight of his career. Mm. I mean, speaking to my contacts at DAZN, and you work for DAZN, and I work for them sometimes as well, that, that um, you know, doing interviews and, and broadcasts and so on, that, that, you know, there are, you know, he doesn't have to fight Fury straight away if Fury doesn't want to come back yet, if he beats Usyk. Deontay Wilder's a massive, massive. fight. Killian White's a massive fight. Yeah. Joe Joyce is a massive fight. Um, all of them. You know, all of a sudden, they're, they're AJ huge. versus anyone, like it was four yeah. years ago, is a big fight. Yeah. AJ yeah. versus anyone Absolutely is a big right. one. You're right. Absolutely right. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to be joined by Commonwealth Games gold medalist Delicious Ori. But up next, we are going to hear from Joseph Parker. Finally, his fight with Joe Joyce has been signed and sealed. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good afternoon, you are listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Myself, Andy Oladipo and Gareth A. Davis. After months of rumours and negotiations, we finally have a fight between heavyweights Joseph Parker and Joe Joyce. The two fighters are on the cusp of a world title shot with the winner likely to be next in line. Uh, Joseph Parker spoke with Gareth and Andy Clark on Saturday and says he can understand why people have him as an underdog heading into the fight. 
you know, I have had some great fights here in the UK, and uh, honestly, I'm so great, uh, so grateful to be here, and there's a lot of support here and this and that. But this fight is a massive fight compared to a lot of the fights. I haven't had a like a massive fight like this for a long time, and I am excited for this fight because it's a massive challenge. You know what, Joe has like the strengths and everything. I've, I a lot of people see it as a 50-50 fight, or a lot of people see it as a fight that. You know, even though he's he's not as quick, but he's got this engine and a granite chin, and he mm. keeps coming forward. It puts on the pressure. So there's a lot of people saying to me that I'm going to lose this fight, but in my mind, I will smash everyone and I'll smash anyone. And 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 you know, I'm going into this fight. I'm full, fully confident that when I put in the work for Andy Lee starting Monday and doing everything right, that I will get the result I'm looking for. It was interesting the press conference on Thursday. I, I went along. Very. And I, I found it genuinely entertaining because you know we had some we had some old school stuff from Frank when he was kind of putting Ben Shalom, not really putting him in his place. Ben Ben took it all in good humour. He's been a really I think interesting addition to the to the boxing scene. Ben Shalom, you know, he brings a different kind of angle and aspect to things. And and you signed with Boxer and with and with Sky. It, it's quite unusual for a fighter who signed with. The rival promoter to make their debut under that promoter on on the other side of the fence oh, on yeah. BT and, and on a Queensbury on a Queensbury show, uh, but that just shows how much you want the fight. Uh, when I did sign with uh, with Ben with Boxer and with, with Sky, one 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 thing I did say to him was that you know this is the fight that I want, and even though I've signed with you guys, please try and make it happen, and that's exactly what they did. So honestly, thank it's. Thanks to everyone involved, including Frank, BT, also Boxer, David Higgins, Sky, for making this happen. Because a lot of times when there's different networks involved, fights don't happen. But this is a great fight to happen at this time. What happens, right? Um, you beat Joe Joyce on September the 24th. It's live, of course, on uh, Talk Sports. We, we know we've got the rights. We can't wait to be there, Joe. Um, th- let's say... Um, Anthony Joshua beats Alexander Usyk, or Alexander Usyk beats Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury fights one of those guys, and you beat Joe Joyce. You, you're going to be in a very powerful position to challenge uh, if Tyson Fury doesn't come back, either Usyk or Joshua. But if Tyson Fury does come back and wins, well, could you ever fight Tyson Fury in a ring now, given how close you've grown to those guys? Listen, I don't know. Just never say never, right? You never know what can happen in the future. I know I'm very close to Tyson and his family, and he's looked after me and helped me while I'm here, but you never know. He might just say, hey, you know, if, if I, you know, if everything does go, go well and beat Joy Joyce at the end of September, there's a rematch clause. I think they're trying to protect this mandatory position. So I just say, yeah, whatever. Lock me in, I'll beat him twice, and then I'll, you know, I'll look at whoever, whoever, and whenever I can fight again. I love this new Joseph Parker. I, I really do. I feel like, um, He's grown a lot, especially being over here with Andy Lee now. I think of those performances that just were a bit a bit limp against Dillian White, where I thought he wasn't aggressive enough, and Huey Fury was a bit frustrating. Now, though, especially that Chisora performance he put in, when was that, in December, um, I think he looks so much more aggressive. I think he's very confident when he just says, put me in against anyone, I'll beat anyone. I, I, he now genuinely believes in his own ability, and he's got a lot of ability as well. And it should be an absolutely fantastic fight. September the 24th, Manchester Arena, uh, tickets will, I think they might sell out for that one. It's, it, there's something about it which I think the, the public are going to get behind. And, you know, a week before that, we've got Gennady Golovkin, Canelo Alvarez. A week before that, you've got Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shield. Literally, it's week w- after week after week of big boxing. Yeah, and if we can get Conor Ben and uh, uh, 
Chris Eubank Jr. over the line. He's inching forward all the time. I don't know how many inches they need. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, and also, and also uh, you know, uh, we've got Josh Taylor and Jack Cattle were set for an amazing autumn, frankly, mm. uh, already. And, you and, know, who, and, who, uh, and we could get yes. Crawford Spence. Crawford Spence. And there's the heavyweight bout between Music and Joshua and the outcome of that and what happens after that. So we could be in for, well, we are already in for a blockbuster autumn and winter. So mm. it's all stacking up very nicely. Um, look, this is a big fight. We should be trumpeting this from the top of the rooftop, you know, from the rooftops that it is a big fight. It's worth being at. Um, you mentioned the de- two De Chet Derek Chisora fights for Parker last year. Look, he's only lost twice. Oh, yes, of course it was two, wasn't it? Yeah. It was two last year, and it was a thrilling fight with uh, with uh, Dillian White. We did the broadcast for Talk Sport. We had mm. uh, all the big names there on the night, and it was an amazing event. A thrilling fight. Dillian just hanging on at the end. Yeah. And apart from that, Joseph's only lost on points to uh, to uh, Anthony Joshua as well. So it's it's not like. He, he's a broken force. And this is a massive test. Joe, no one's put a dent in Joe Joyce so far in his, what is it, 14-fight career. He stopped virtually everyone. Um, he dealt with the danger of Di- Dynamite Dubois, Daniel Dynamite Dubois. So Joe's a very, very... He's got very low resting heart rates, very calm characters. Great to see the guys going at each other. Again, added spice that it was on and off and on and off again now on. And so, you know, it, it's a big, big fight. Joe has become a fixture in the UK. I mean, yeah. he fought Louis Fury here, of course. You know, he's fought Andy Ruiz uh, down under. I mean, you know, he's got a great resume. He's been a WBO heavyweight world champion. Um, you know, he's one of the most unsung guys in the division in lots of ways. He does everything very well. He's got a great chin, remember? No one's had him in real, real trouble, apart from Dillian White early in that fight that they had. So it was, um, he's beaten Carlos Takam, all the best heavyweights in the world have beaten. Dimitrenko, ages ago now, Alexander Dimitrenko in his 21st fight with a knockout, the big Dimitrenko. Joe with Andy Lee is a great force. And, you know, he's there in in the camp in Morecambe with Tyson Fury. So he's a part of the the British heavyweight landscape in lots of ways. We've got four of the top five heavyweights in the world in this country, in my view. And, uh, you know, if you include Dubois, and then I do include Dubois, Joyce, uh, Joshua, and uh, and Fury. Mm. Um, you know, I think you can you, you can make an argument for those guys, certainly being the top 10 rather than top oh, 5. 100%. Hundred you know, percent top ten, uh, and like, I've I, never known it as rich. Never known it as rich, and I think you can add Parker. Parker's the the crouton in the soup, isn't he? In the heavyweight soup, so you know it's it's great stuff. Yeah, he's a crouton that no one wants to eat and everyone's avoiding. That's what it seems. I love the way Frank's labelled this uh, fight card: nowhere to run. I think it's perfect. Uh, and quick word, by the way about Ben and Frank working together on this one, because I have to admit, when Joe Joyce signed with Boxer and Sky Sports, I, I thought that this fight was dead in the water, and I thought it was almost going to be impossible to make, but it's good to see, um, you know, two promoters, some might say rival promoters, being able to put on such a big card. Yeah, it's good. It's good for the UK, and, and uh, it's a shrewd move by by Joseph Parker to have gone to someone who can uh, look after him in that sense. He's obviously happy with his deal. Uh, maybe he wasn't happy with the deal before when he was like a free agent in in those terms. And, you know, Joe did tell me when I interviewed him um, ringside on April 23rd when Tyson Fury was beating Deontay uh, when 
the night that uh, Tyson Fury beat Dante Wilder, that it wasn't quite signed yet, even though, um, you know, they, they had the guys face off that night ringside and they were, they were together on BT Sport in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the makeshift studio mm. uh, ringside there with Frank Warren. So, look, we've got there. That's the great thing. And, and it is a pleasure uh, that we're going to be involved in that fight as well at TalkSport. It certainly is. Uh, we've got a few minutes. Just going to quickly touch on uh, Tyson Fury. Obviously, his name will always be mentioned when we're talking about heavyweights. And he's, I don't know if it's tongue in cheek, but he has said, Derek Chisora, we've sent you a contract. He seems to want the Chisora trilogy. And, you know, I do remember, and people might say, oh, Tyson Fury just said this. I do remember. It might have been pre or post the third fight with Wilder. And he did say, my next four fights are Dillian White, Chisora, and two fights back to back with AJ. I, I feel like I remember that. So he's only yeah. doing what he said he was going to do. Yeah, he did. He's always said he'd have a trilogy mm. with uh, Derek Chisora, and I think why? You know, why does he want that? Um, Is it almost? I, it almost looks like he's helping a friend out. If I'm honest with you, yeah, it could be. It mm. could be that. But but I mean, I also know that he's off to Iceland to razz up the world's strongest man. This year. <laughs> catching up with Tyson while he's there. He's promised me an interview, so I'll be jumping on the Zoom, and then we'll hear from him all about that on Talk Sport next week because um, I'll get him on AJ and Usyk and mm. get his verdict on on that fight. And we'll hear that live on Talk or We'll hear that interview on Talk Sport next week. I, I, I shall pledge to get that interview. I'll be chasing him Thursday and Friday. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a fight that sells out a stadium. It might be an O2 or a Manchester Arena fight. And, yeah. You know, I had Derek not looked good um, against uh, Pulev, in his last fight, he wouldn't be getting this fight now. But you know, it's like you say, it's it's a little bit like the old boys act that he's, he's promised. Right? They've had a little bit of a fallout. Derek's been slagging Tyson a little bit. Tyson's uppity about it, um, and maybe it's a treading water fight to keep Tyson Fury busy uh, ahead of what he plans to do because he's going to fight Usyk. He's going to fight Joshua. He's going to fight the world's strongest man. He's going to do a Mayweather eventually, and you know, do, an, do exhibition bouts like, um, or maybe like an Ali, Muhammad Ali did in the end. I, I said, I, I said this to someone the other day, because obviously a lot of people like to kind of, you know, wax lyrical about the 90s and the 80s of the heyday of boxing. I was like, even then your, your favourite fighter did have a gimme in between. No one yeah. ever fought back to back to back to back tough fights. And if Tyson Fury does two against Deontay Wilder and Dillian White and then Chisora, I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with that. Look, look. Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis um, Rocky Marciano, even some of the great heavyweights fought what they called the bum of the bum yeah, of the, the month. Of the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was called the bum of the month. That's yeah. how it was labeled in the papers then, you know, the headlines. So, you know, it's uh, look, Tyson Fury hasn't fought many bums in the last five years. Uh, it's been, uh, uh, you know, a couple of uh, in a troublesome fight when he got his eye cut, he had three mm. fights with Deontay Wilder, which will go down in heavyweight boxing history as two, three of the great trilogy fights. Absolutely. Um, Tyson Fury is very popular now. He's, he's, you know, he's. I, I'm just. I've got a little stat up here from Gambling.com, um, in which you know the most loved boxers uh, on, uh, on data from Reddit and Twitter say that Tyson Fury is the most popular. Shaka Stevenson's number two, Canelo Alvarez is three, and of the other heavyweights, Joshua's five, and Deontay Wilder's eight. Um, wow. So, you know, you know what they, a turnaround they, from the Gypsy King. Yeah, and the most hated boxers um, also are um, Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. Jake Paul has the to be number one. Boxer on the internet, you yeah, know, so. Has to be number one. <laughs> 
right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Up next, we are going to be joined by the delicious one, Delicious Ori, Commonwealth Games gold medalist. And DJ Ori swinging with Nigel Paul right up until the final bell. But it is Delicious Ori on his Commonwealth Games debut who has just secured a really significant victory. Terrific use of the boxing ring, his feet and his fists from Delicious Ori. in the men's super heavyweight division. Really successful Commonwealth Games uh, for England. It really was fantastic Commonwealth Games uh, as well. Fantastic Commonwealth Games for Delicious Ori, who wins gold in the super heavyweight class. And he joins us now. Firstly, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Tell me about that moment when you hear it's your name, Commonwealth Games gold medalist, something you've trained for, for I'm guessing the best part yeah. of the year and the leading up to it. What's that feeling like, Delicious? Oh, you know, I've been I've been training a lot more than a lot longer than a year. It's been back in my mind a lot longer than a year. Mm. Uh, it was as soon as I heard that Birmingham was um, hosting the Commonwealth Games. That was I had it. it in the back of my mind. I was like, I'm going to represent um, Team England and I'm going to win that gold medal. So it was all <laughs> that build up, all them all them years of, uh, of of training. You know, really paid off. And I was, that's exactly what I was thinking in the back of my mind before my hand was uh, before my hand was raised that night. To what extent, Delicious, and I wish I'd had your parents to call me Delicious, because you said your, <laughs> your name sounds like the best dessert you could ever have, or maybe a cocktail. Um, what, what does it mean, or, or has it helped you that that legacy of Anthony Joshua, Joe Joyce, Fraser Clark, now yourself, in that conveyor belt of talent of big men coming out of the EIS, has that... Has that helped you that though you knew those guys could achieve it? And there are almost parallels with you and Anthony Joshua. Yeah, look, it goes to show that Team GB and the facilities that that, that Team GB provide, the staff, the, uh, the support staff, the equipment, the facilities, all of that, um, you know, make amazing uh, fighters. And it was the belief that I had in, um, you know, in myself. I knew that I was going to do it because of the, the you know, the team that um, was available. And, uh, you know, just the fact that I know that I'm disciplined and, um, and, and determined enough to be able to do it. So um, I went out there and I, and I replicated it. And you've sparred with some of those guys as well. And, you know, we read that you spar with the big heavyweights out there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I know that you're going to stay, I think, for an Olympics and then turn pro. So you're, we're going to yeah. see Paris in 2024. Obviously, you have to qualify, but... You, yeah. you can see the route ahead. You can see that you yeah. might be the man to take yeah. over the division when these guys in their early to mid-30s are now gone. Yeah, look, it all started with, with, with a dream and inspiration. You know, Anthony Joshua inspired me from, at the start. And uh, reading up his story, I was instantly inspired. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to follow in his footsteps. And uh, I want to become a great heavyweight, just like them guys are. Um, and you know, GB Boxing—they've they've provided this uh, opportunity for me to go out there and do it. Um, so I, you know, I'm grabbing it with both hands, and um, you know, I'm going to go and do it, replicate it and beyond as well. You know, go even further. Cause that's what it's all about. It's about inspiring the youth, 
and making the youth um, take over you, you know, and, and it just keeps getting better and better through the generations. And that's exactly what I'm going um, going out there to do. Delicious. A lot a lot of people will jump on the bandwagon now and then obviously follow your story from now, right? And that's a good thing. That's never a bad thing. Yeah. But obviously you're a European yeah. bronze medalist as well. And look, I know how difficult the Europeans are to win because of there's just so much talent. The talent pool's ridiculously deep. Um, some mm. might argue getting a bronze medal in the Europeans is even more successful than getting gold in the Commonwealth just because of how good the Europeans are. Are you going to stay mm. and do the Olympic cycle um, like a lot of them have, Joe Joyce, Fraser Clark, AJ, or are you going to try and turn pro early? No, uh, my aim is to, uh, to stay stay uh, uh, amateur, uh, stay to, uh, to the basically the Paris Olympic Games. Mm. You know, I started boxing late. I started boxing 18 years old. Uh, my first bout was actually when I was 19, so it was late 18. Um, you know, I'm aware that I need more experience. I need to be in there with, with, with top-level operators, world-class operators. You don't play boxing, you can't rush boxing, and I'm aware of that. In order for me to become a world champion um, as a professional, I need to do my apprenticeship and, and, and do it the long and play the long uh, game, do it, um, do that long investment. And um, I, I do truly believe I can go all the way in the Olympics. Two years um, of hard work, dedication, I, I can do it, and um, <clears throat> I'll be ready to take over the pro uh, game after that. And I think 27 would be perfect as well, good age. I know that uh, Fraser Clark is a great mentor to you, and I imagine people like AJ are as well. What, what's the kind of advice that they've been giving you? Uh, you know what it is, With Fraser. Me and Fraser, we've been we've been so close, um, especially uh, in his journey um, to, to to Tokyo Olympics. We've lived in the same um, house and you know, in camp. I've, I've done countless rounds of him sparring. Fraser literally took me from this domestic. Um, level boxer, this boy, to this international, um, you know, experienced boxer I am today, and he's really just dragged me up through the ranks. Um, you know, it, um, and he's he's just a great guy, very humble, and um, so I couldn't have asked for a more better mentor than Fraser Clark. He's really looked after me, and uh, you know, it's just it's just advice on in making sure that I keep level head, keep my um, my feet grounded. Uh, make sure I listen to the coaches, which is this is what I do all the time. T- um, trust the process, and turn up the training sessions. You know, he says, you know, one thing Fraser's told me, which I'll never forget, is you know, you're going to go to these countries, these European countries, to these tournaments, and you're going to get bad decisions here and there. You're going to get injuries here and there. That's just part of the process. It's up and downs. When you zoom out, it's all a, uh, an upward uh, journey to the top, and um, that's the things you're going to have to take. So that is something I've really. I took the heart from Fraser and um, I've um, accepted this is just part of the game. Very wise. It's so good to hear when you say AJ is an inspiration because those 2012 Olympics, especially for me from a Nigerian standpoint, there's so many Nigerians now I know have taken up boxing because of AJ. Mm. Um, whereas before, mm. as you know, from a, a Nigerian sort of background, it's very taboo. Like it's, it's studying. Literally, you go to university, you study and you become an accountant or a lawyer. <laughs> the idea of becoming, becoming a boxer is like, what? No chance. Um, what, what was your parents like, um, particularly um, your mum? What was she like and dad? What were they like when you said, OK, I want to do boxing? Well, like you just mentioned there, um, you know, from the age of seven years old, I knew that I was going to go into university. And, and I did that, you know, <laughs> went to university, I studied economics and management and I got my first degree. I made sure to do that for my dad, my Nigerian father. Yeah. Um, but and, and I remember mentioning it at 18 years old when I first was when I had this inspiration from AJ as well, coming from a, the, the partly why I was so sort of um, um, inspired by AJ's story 
it wasn't just because he you know was just 18 19 years old when he started it was you know this this back this nigeria background as well which mm. captured me so i did speak to my dad about it and he wasn't having it at all <laughs> no, he just thought it was a phase and especially coming from me you know i wasn't i was very academic i was never i've never had a fight in my life i never threw a punch very uh quite an introverted person, um, a teacher's pet in a way. Mm-hmm. So for him, it was just, it was crazy. You know, it was like, what is this? What's this? But um, I'll tell you now, he, he really is the most supportive dad um, I could I could possibly ask for. He, he really is. Not now, it's been over obviously a few years, but it took him it took him some time to realise that this is something I truly want. Um, so, and, and with my mom, my mom is a little bit more relaxed. Uh, you know, for her, it's as long as I'm enjoying it. Um, for her, she's happy. Um, my dad's a little bit was a little bit more strict uh, with it, um, so I have to thank my mum for um, letting him and uh, letting me do, <laughs> go out there and do it. Uh, delicious. Uh, we do thank him because look, your Commonwealth Games gold medalist, European bronze medalist, and I'm no doubt, no doubt, you're going to medal at the next Olympic Games as well. Really appreciate you coming on. Can't wait to follow your journey, and we'll get you on more as well because we really love to speak to you, and especially boxers at the beginning of their journeys as well. Really appreciate it. All right, you've been listening to Final Extra on myself, Adi Lodipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.